0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Maverick Mondays. I'm your host, Maverick Peters. It is my intention to change your life one Monday at a time. You know what, no, I don't wanna change your life. Someone told me that when I say that I wanna change your life, it's a bit of a turnoff. And you know, he's right, who am I to change your life? The truth is that's not what this show is about. I am not gonna change your life. What I'm gonna do is provide information Very powerful information that will make you realize staying status quo in your life is not the way to go, and that the only way for you to go is either up or down, and the most successful people always find a way to go up and to grow. I've had the incredible opportunity to sit down with some pretty fantastic people. The individuals who are successful in what they do or extremely positive-minded in the way they live their life, those are the people we will be hearing from on this show. So stay tuned for today's guest. Our guest today is Mr. Danny Grant. Danny is an entrepreneur, motivational, and public speaker from New York. Danny has collected an elite set of skills when it comes to guiding others through life's trials and tribulations. Today, Danny will be sharing with us some of his techniques for setting goals and finding success in life based on all that he has experienced in his life. Danny's unique mindset is a breath of fresh air as he informs us on how we can very easily tackle some of life's most difficult
1: tests. You don't ask a person how you feel and what's going on with you, and they start crying. They say, yeah, because, you know, I have a cat, and the cat didn't eat lunch today. (laughs) Nobody says that. Not really. They talk about what's their thing, and everybody knows their thing. Thanks, Maverick, it's great to be here with you.
0: Thank you so much. So Danny, tell me a little bit about yourself.
1: That's a very hard thing to do, Maverick, because there's a lot of things about me I want to share with you.
0: Start with your your business. Tell me about some of the, the projects you've taken on and some of the successes that you've had.
1: Well, in my life, I can say that I have um, definitely had a uh, lot of different experiences with the business world. I've been trying different businesses out since I was 13, 14, 15. Um, some of them are very successful, and some of them have been total flops. I remember a time we could talk about where I lost $200,000 in the restaurant business, cash. I remember a time where I was flipping houses in Queens, New York City and making hundreds of thousands of dollars doing flips. The real estate over there is really, really expensive, and if you buy it at a good price you can make money doing that. And uh, you know, Now I have a, um, a property violation removal company in New York, uh, probably the top two, top three in New York City, and uh, we deal with people's problems, but that's not all I'm about. So what else are you about? I'm into fixing people's problems.
0: Okay. Like
1: what? Well, I'm an SPD, a self-proclaimed doctor. It comes with just having a lot of experience and realizing that I don't need a PhD to be me. And I know that when I look at a person, I can sort of see what's ailing them and problematic for them. And sometimes just another person's vantage point, sort of like if they were in a fishbowl, right? And then you can see them from an angle or in a way that they might not be able to see themselves. And then sometimes just having some insight into life and being able to share with them some other experiences that you know I may have been through that may help them to navigate where they're up to and what they're trying to get to, you know, leaves me to that the mission. That it's like a personal thing that I have. It's not just about business, it's about helping people, bettering people. I would say bettering people. How do you go about bettering people? Do you approach people and say, hey, can I help you out? Do people come to you? well i mean if you just go over the past two weeks in my house so you know and i had some family friends come over and stay with me one of these other friends of mine from the neighborhood just drives up to my house bawling out crying and i'm like what's that about so he's like dude i'm having some issues this and that can i hang out here make like, sure so he stays over we're talking it turns into two weeks and he just stayed with me i mean he's got some issues he's going through so we went through that this is just like i said recently i've had you know tremendous success with people who have come to me with different kinds of um, problems that they've had and I've been able to basically you know narrow in on what it is you know and I got some psychology credits in college but that stuff is nonsense if you ask my honest opinion it helps to to let people vent and then to help them to kind of like put it in perspective i don't think you need to be like a professional otherwise don't don't go near it so i don't offer like real medical advice or anything like that but at the same time I've really, really had a lot of success kind of changing people's lives for the better. So they come to me.
0: And what's an example, other than the guy coming to your house, what's an example of, without a degree in in this area, what's another
1: example of how you've helped someone? Well, first of all, I would just comment that. So I don't really believe the business of education can define the, the cognitive nature of the human being, of the person themselves. So if they're smart, they could be high school dropouts and, and do what Bill Gates did you know you could drop out of like uh, any ivy league school and become a billionaire so on that part of it not really big into thinking that school will make you something i think you'll make yourself something and if you use a degree for your advantage great i know plenty of people who have degrees and they don't use them
0: one of the things that i learned about you Before the show, I did a little bit of research. You fancy yourself a public speaker. That's true. Do you do that often? Is that something you regularly
1: do? Well, to be honest with you, it is something that um, I have been working on and actively working on. I am finishing up a full publication of a book called Be Nice, which is not available yet. I just finished an audio recording called Goal Getter this goal-getting project philosophy philosophy okay tell me about that are you do you are you a goal-driven person do you accomplish your goals I certainly am a goal-driven person I think everybody is people are just better at it than others I think when you get that realization that everything in life is basically a goal right I would say to you that I, I do accomplish my goals and sometimes goals get accomplished like really quickly and sometimes they take longer but fact remains the same, that they keep happening. I am very tenacious and very persistent. I'm not very impetuous. I'm not flighty and just like go to the next thing and you know I I focus on what I want to accomplish and I throw everything else out of my way. And I go and I do that thing. Sort of a, a very important need, if you will, if what you're trying to do in any entrepreneurial domain or any sort of like sticking to school and finishing your degree, anything that takes stick or perseverance, you need to be able to understand how goals work. Most people don't understand how goals work. I happen to be a goal-driven person myself, and I, I
0: know what it takes to accomplish a goal and the things that can get in the way that can deter you. For someone who has no idea, who has never set a major goal in their life, What, how do you describe to them what it means to
1: set a goal and the steps to take to achieve that goal? One of the things you got to consider is like, what are you doing by making a goal? So goal essentially is a little bit like, I call it future painting. It's a little bit like looking at a blank canvas and starting to draw on it or paint on it what it is you want to see. Now that you have potentially, you know, have a vision of what you want to see there, you've got to go about accomplishing that. In attaining that vision so how do you do that you do that through a mission so you have a mission which reaches your vision and you need to fulfill the tasks of that mission along the way by doing all the tasks to complete your mission you'll achieve your vision so a goal essentially is this thing you want to accomplish you create a process before you go about getting your goal done you think of all the things that are necessary to acquire and obtain the finished product of that goal and then you go and ship away at it now where people get sort of lost in goals is they don't have a clear process charted out or they don't really want the process. So I talk about it in this kind of concept. I call it deserve and desire. For one without the other and you'll never achieve your goal. If you don't deserve it, you're never going to obtain it because you won't reach out for it enough. And if you don't desire it, then it's sort of like not interesting to you. So why would you go get it? it? Sounds similar, but they're different. Here's why. Let's say, for example, you got a guy and he's like, the best guy at his company, and everybody knows like, he's the guy. People come to him for questions and this and that, and he likes that, and he's, he's happy at that point. He doesn't want to go any further than that. He'll never be the manager or the boss or the owner because he doesn't desire it, but he certainly deserves it. Now you look at the other side. Let's say you got like a 19-year-old kid who's sitting in his parents' basement. There's nothing wrong with that, really, but he just fantasizes about that Bentley. He wants a Bentley so bad. He's got pictures on the wall, and all he does is think, Bentley, but he watches YouTube videos of Bentley, 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 Bentley. I got news for you. There is literally nobody driving up to his house to deliver that Bentley to him because he doesn't deserve it. He only desires it. So you need both. You need to desire that position, that role, finishing your degree, getting in good shape, getting married, whatever you're... And you have to deserve it by putting in the right effort. What, you think you're just going to go and like look at one of those infomercials and buy one of those like you know workout devices and use it for four seconds, poof, and you're in the shape like the people in the commercial who use it for four seconds? It doesn't work like that. And is that something that you talk about in this new audio project that you're working on? The truth is it it is something I talk about in, in Goalgetter, or whatever it's going to be called. What is your target audience? Everybody's in need of being inquisitive when it comes to their own self. And this society is disappointing quite often because it looks like they all want to point the finger, but never at themselves. I want to work on bringing out things that bring people back into the mirror. Let me fix me. By fixing me, I can infect the world. It's targeting humanity, but it is there for people who are interested in achieving more out of their lives, knowing that they're like a little bit stuck. They're not like getting where they want to go. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to make a plan of attack so the the goal of that work, the irony is that the goal of that work, right? Is to somehow give people a bit of a roadmap on how to how to get where they want to go. But they have to decide what the goal is for them. They have to know where they want to go. And this audio should be able to help people to navigate the waters that are sometimes very confusing. I charge more than a doctor would though, just to be honest. No, I'm
0: kidding. <laughs> Going back to your experience in business, so you said you started creating your own businesses, and coming up with ideas when you were 14, 15? At least. Did you find
1: success early on? Was it hard? What was that like? Well, I believe in the theory of you're going to fail your way to success. Essentially, you're going to learn by doing. Was that the case for you? 100%. Yeah. I I speak from my own experience all the time. To me, I feel that you can be successful, First, you have to define what success is, but let's just go with the rule of thumb and success is, you know, you made it. And whatever made it means varies for different people. Let's say you made it for what you wanted to do, right? So your success was found. So you may get there right away. It really depends on how lofty your goal is. A big goal for a lot of people who like the idea of making money is Millionaire. They want to see that word and associate with that word. If that's your goal, then you have to achieve it in a way that gets you there with the least amount of obstacles, right? Or if you have obstacles, you got to get over them, right? So it's more about are you willing to persevere and go through the different tests that are going to come your way? And if you can and you have a path that'll lead you to a strong outcome where you'll, you'll be successful the way you want to be successful at the end of that, and you go through the rigors, then you'll you'll find success. Everybody can find success. You know, you might not we might not be able to tell everybody we could all be Olympic skiers or something like that because it's just ridiculous. Some people could do that, some people can't. But at the same time we could all find success that fits our desired lifestyle. So when did your goals get bigger? I'll tell you. I had a whiteboard. I remember when I left Toro, I was listening to um, John Osaroff, I suppose, about one of his talks that he was doing. I'm a big fan, by the way. He's good stuff and I forgot what he said exactly, but he was big on the vision boards. So I put up a vision board and I wrote some things down. And lo and behold, I wrote something that to me sounded like a lot of money. I just wrote $25,000 per month. When I wrote that in 2011 or 2010, that was a lot of money in my mind. And not only have I like super blown past that on a regular basis, on a monthly basis, but I wrote another little vision board thing. Recently. Recently. Okay. Now I put two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a month in revenues and sales, and because I'm opening up to that capability and possibility, you know, I can get a six-figure construction project. So you know, I get two or one or two of those in a month, and you know, I can do it. Seminars are very interesting to me. I'm not fully there yet, but I know I'm going in that direction. I know my life's purpose. I know my life's mission very well because I deal with that, and I could teach people how to see that in themselves, that's something that I think also has great potential to earn massive amounts of income. You mentioned John Asteroff before. I did. Have you seen The Secret or read The Secret? So I know about The Secret. I've seen it. I have some mixed feelings about it overall. Okay. However, I do like some of the things that I recall from watching that movie. I remember the way they went about publicizing it. I thought was really cool. They wanted to give the movie out. So it was kind of a big grassroots movement and then we we're like trying to get people to share it. And I think it hit like millions of people by that method. And you know, Joe Vitale's in there and Mark Victor Hansen's doing something there. Um, I don't think I saw T. Harv Ecker, which I would have loved to see, because he's great stuff. And you don't know public speaking. T. Harv's the bomb. Th- these are some of my role models, but I'd like to say that they're probably gonna be my peers one day, whether they like it or not.
0: <laughs> okay that attitude there yeah. how do, how do you come to that kind of attitude where where one day you know you're gonna be you're gonna be the lion where does that come from was
1: that always an inborn thing that you've had is that something you developed there are two answers to the question one is I think that yes people do have that that dry, I happen to be a Leo and I, I really associate very well with lions anyway <laughs> But the fact is that I think that there is definitely a part of a person that is like innate but I don't really believe in an eight so much because we really are just a byproduct of other people's experiences that we've been a part of. There isn't even a word that you could ever tell me that you taught yourself. Nobody. Every single word you learned, somebody else gave it to you in some way or another. And you're like, well, I went to the dictionary and I read it myself. Yeah, and the guy who published the Merriam-Webster version that you read put it there for you. He gave it to you. No word just came up in your head. All the words are written before you. In other words, you're really not able to express yourself in this world without it having come from someone else. So when it comes to inspiration and drive and teaching talent and all that stuff, of course you can. A baseball coach, oh, they're born with that. They just know how to hit the ball. I don't think so. I think that they just don't know how to teach it. But I think I do. In addition to this
0: this attitude and in addition to this nature that you have, does it take an extreme, an
1: extreme sense of self-confidence? Mm-mm. You mean like an extremist? Like an extremist? Like you have to go to like a spectrum and you have to go all the way on one side of the equation? No. I like to stay within my comfort zone. Now, that idea runs contrary to a lot of what people say. You've got to come outside of your comfort zone to be able to do something great with yourself. I I personally don't vibe with that. To me, I do much better when I'm in my comfort zone. I just bring things into my comfort zone that could make me more money or make me more happy about whatever I'm up to or make me enjoy myself or my life more. So how do you bring something into your comfort zone when you're starting a business or
0: public speaking for a lot of people going to start a new endeavor like that is extremely daunting. Or speaking in front of a crowd, I think that's like the biggest fear next to, the, next to the sitting in the dentist chair,
1: right? So how do you bring that kind of stuff into your comfort zone? I think really your question comes into the confidence idea again, to speak a little bit about how to bring things into your comfort zone and also how to deal with confidence. I feel like people have made up ideas that they decided are real. This could be the SPD talking over here. But I feel like a lot of times you can release some of these bad ideas because we formed them when we were 12 or 18 or younger, and they're not as relevant now, and we can get rid of them. You can't establish yourself in a position of what we'll call comfortable with who you are, which comes off as confidence to most people. Because there's false confidence, too. There's like a haughtiness about you or an arrogance about you, and then you say in that sense that, that person looks confident to me because they walk with their head up high, and they take large steps, and they have that walk about them. That doesn't mean that they're confident. That means that they may look confident to you, but inside they could be weeping and sobbing and weak and falling apart. Then there's people like a little Chinese guy who doesn't do anything to keep his head down, and then you go to punch him, and he just like moves his finger and breaks your head open in eight pieces because he has a different kind of confidence. He didn't need to impress you with his boisterous, you know, over-the-top uh, body language, etc., So confidence is sort of being comfortable with who you are. People don't have confidence because they don't actually know who they are. One of the things I love to do with people is help them to start looking at what it is they're about and who they are. Just giving them some perspective and just reflecting them back at themselves just so they could have a gander. Okay, so
0: I have to ask, what's the first step in that process? How does a person find out who he really is? Or
1: how do I help a person find out who they really are? Yeah, yeah. What's your By being brutally honest with them and making them be brutally honest with themselves. Because usually people would just be normally confident. There's a homeostasis. There's a balance of, here I am, nobody's around me, nobody's bothering me. And nobody's walking around with a lack of confidence in their own house going to make a sandwich. You know, I can't believe this sandwich is not going to come out right. Like, it doesn't work like that. It's when we get into social environments and public environments, hence the public speaking situation, where all this self-doubt and people are looking at me and I'm not as confident in myself because I'm not comfortable with who I am. Like I said to earlier, that's my philosophy. So I think to give a person the opportunity to say, well, why aren't you comfortable with yourself again? You want to tell me, please? Making them be honest with me and then I'm brutally honest back with them it's like well that's a pretty ridiculous and absurd notion that you're walking around with because there's nothing wrong with you and especially the fact that you think because your hair is red or your glasses are like square than you want them to be or something so therefore that opens up a door for people to look at you and then question the way you are etc it's a bunch of hoopla that you're walking around with Why? And I would say to the person, why are you thinking that way? Critical of their choice to defame and dethrone their own self. And in that process and in the time spent doing that, the person usually will come out with a realization that, wait a minute, that may not actually be an effective thing to do. And it seems like it's all pliable. It's all like neuroplasticity over here. You know, I can kind of just shift things around in my head. It's the matrix. What the hell? So why Do you have to stay like that? Well, because my mom used to yell at me. Oh, okay, but is your mom here now? No. How old are you now, 35, you said? Oh, okay, and you're still responding like your mom's yelling at you? Does that make sense to you, right? You don't need to be a psychologist to sit down with someone and just go a little bit into them and say, hey, is this good for you now? Is this current version of yourself where you wanna be? And most of the time they say, no. And most of the time they say, you know what I wanna be? And then they start to divulge it verbally to someone else that's groundbreaking having life's purpose and all these things that are very hard for most people i believe you they are why should i deny to myself right no i was talking about being brutally honest right and i said i wouldn't share something with someone else that i feel i can help them with if i don't already do that on my own first so i could look at myself straight in my own mirror so to speak that's what's really helped me to succeed in life and say so, you know what i am doing this wrong i gotta fix it and i work on it and i'm i genuine in my approach. Mark Victor Hansen says, you're doing something good, keep doing it. How's that going? How's that working? And doing so good, nope, get rid of it, right? Do more of what's good and you do less of what's not good, and eventually you have substantively speaking a pretty good thing why wouldn't you be confident about that?
0: What if you come across a person who needs help finding themselves, and it's not that their their mommy didn't love them enough, but they actually do have a rough past where, you know, they came from a, a, a broken family or they have a drinking issue or they have a real ailment that's preventing them from, you know, accelerating in life?
1: Sure. So I so smoked cigarettes you... for seven and a half years. So I, I don't um, because I understand addiction. And I don't believe what the, uh, you know, what those... um Alcoholic Anonymous things say completely. I don't need to either. And not everybody who is hearing this needs to too. What does that mean? Well, think about it. They sort of are of the opinion like, you're an addict, you gotta admit you're an addict, and you're always an addict, and we gotta keep you from doing what addicts do. I don't buy that for a a second. I think that's such a, a farce. It's basically, you're gonna sell yourself a story, this just happens to be a story that you're selling yourself. Great. Here's another story you could sell yourself if that's what you wanna do. And here it is when it comes to alcoholism cigarettes marijuana use cocaine whatever addiction you're dealing with it's physiological it's chemical two three weeks of that not in your body and the physical addiction part of it is gone now you have to work with the mental part of it and there's work to do no doubt but it's also physiological what do you think your brain's different it's an organ it's made up of cells, it needs blood, it needs a little bit of sugar, it needs other things. It's got other its own chemicals that it uses, right? Endorphins and things like that. Before you can solve a problem, you must first see the problem. So by seeing the problem, you can solve it. That's why the discovery sessions that I was kind of like exhibiting a little bit with you, it's crucial to helping a person get on track find their direction, their life's purpose, the things that bother them come up to the surface. You don't ask a person how you feel, what's going on with you, and they start crying. They say, "Yeah, because, you know, I have a cat and the cat didn't eat lunch today." <laughs> Nobody says that, not really. They talk about what's their thing, and everybody knows their thing. Some are deep, dark, ugly, dirty. They were raped as little kids or, you know, they were abused or they were socially beaten up and bullied. They were, you know, watched their father get murdered in cold blood right in front of them. Those situations suck. And in those cases, what I tend to see and do as a prescription for thinking differently about it, because it could change everything, belief becomes biology, right? I say to them, look, you have to forgive your previous self. You did the best that you could do at that time with what you had resource-wise and who you were. You can't continue to be upset with the past, you have to look forward. You can't continue to look backward because that's not the way life works. Life is ever moving forward. Realization of your dreams, the realization of your goals await you. But if you sit here and walk backwards, you're never gonna finish the race. Everybody can win. There's a lot of room at the top. So don't give up, persevere, it's worth it. But make sure you have a goal, like all I wanna do my whole life is just get a styrofoam cup that didn't have a coffee ring on it. Like If that's really all you wanna do in your life, we're gonna to have to talk. But if you have something bigger, then keep going for it. Obstacles are your tests to progress. Obstacles are there for you to jump over them because the second you jump over an obstacle, you're one step closer to finishing the race. And it betters you as a person. I don't mean to be too vague, but the specifics are hard because you know you do have all these different variables and all these different kinds of people with all these different sort of hiccups and emotional or physical things that happen to them. But they can all it can all be resolved and, and worked on and fixed through conversation and acknowledgement and release. How did you come into this? You know,
0: going from all the small businesses that you that you started up that failed that you found success in, small or big, and then how did you decide to be to become a public speaker and to share with people how to achieve goals and find success and be happy how did you come to that and
1: what is your goal in this well to be honest with you everybody has something in them that they feel is important to them and their way to express that into the world is also important to them and some people go for it and some people don't i bet you there's a ton of people listening to the show that also have a very interesting perspective and an interesting story and an interesting idea And it isn't just limited to celebrities of different various degrees. It's open to everybody because we all have some value and some importance to us just because we're human. And we all have certain potholes that we've gone through that we can show people how to steer out of the way of if we so desire. Some people desire to do that. Some people don't. Either way is okay. I guess to answer your question is to say that I'm one of the people that desires sharing what works well and what worked well for me. In the hope and in the vein of, well, maybe it can help somebody who went through or is going through a similar thing that I might have personally felt in my life was of a difficult nature to me and I am a problem solver. I always look to find a solution, never a problem, always solutions. So I focus on a solution to whatever comes my way. A lot of people don't do that. I've noticed from talking to thousands of people in my life that they don't focus on a solution, they focus on how the problem's affecting them. That's the, the difference and there are others like me, I, I'm not saying I'm unique in that way. What I am saying is that there are a lot more people who don't think of a solution-oriented mentality versus a a I-have-a-problem-oriented mentality. You couple that with my desire to share my solutions to anybody who really wants them. I'm not force-feeding stuff down anyone's throat, please. You don't see me running around, hey, you wanna hear this? You want me to give you that? I got advice for you, come here, you know? I don't do that, I don't do that. You can only have one set of habits, so make sure they're good ones. And I get into a person, I like doing that. And I think that I go much deeper than any psychologist who's getting paid by the hour. And his intention is to just hear your piece and let you vent and talk. And I'm not knocking all psychologists. I just think that the format isn't necessarily effective for all types of people.
0: You've gotten to a place where you're, where you're very comfortable with what you feel is your life's mission and your life's goal. It wasn't easy. What advice would you give your younger self before you found this state of happiness and this state of confidence?
1: listen more observe more be creative and thoughtful and ethical and moral and courteous at all times because those things are very important when you want to build a a good name and a good name is extremely important in this world so i would tell my younger self to make sure that your name is never tarnished and do everything in your power to make sure that you have a good name and a good reputation amongst mankind very very important if you're ever interested in having any type of legacy you don't want it to be something that uh, is like, oh, I do not have blankety-blank relations with that woman. You don't want that kind of legacy. That's not a political hit. It's just essentially a statement about people and their legacies. So I would tell my younger self to, to stay focused and to stay on track with what you believe in yourself is, is really what you want to become. Because even if you find later that you want to become something else or you want to become something more, at least you were true to who you were at that moment. So I would say to my younger self, be true to who you are at all times. And it doesn't mean I didn't feel that way then, because my younger self's smarter just like I am. Oh, shut up more. That would be something I would tell my younger self. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I just did, actually. And so what advice, I want to end on this note, what advice do you have for other people who, you know, comes Monday, they really struggle to get out of bed, to go to work, to go, to go pursue their week. What advice do you have for them? Listen to Mavericks,
1: duh. It's obvious, bro. Right. Number one podcast. A million percent. And that's the way it's supposed to be. If you want me to give you another answer, because my first answer is pretty damn good, I would say that, you know, look, don't walk around in life with this negative Nancy mindset. Okay? It is not useful. It ain't helping anybody. It ain't helping you. It ain't helping your loved ones. It ain't helping your interactions. It ain't helping your coworkers. It isn't helping the guy who drove you down the block on the bus when you go and say, oh, I don't have the right change, you know, whatever, or whatever the heck, you know. you got to be positive in life, you know. Just be nice, you know. Be nice to people. Be nice to yourself. Be nice to the relationships that are important to you. You know, really, really go and, and, and effect positive change in the world. So if you look at a Monday in a negative way, I mean, T. Harv says, it's a great quote, how you do anything is how you do everything. So if Mondays are looking bad, my friend, it's time to analyze your outlook. Danny, thank you so much. Do you have thank any, you fi- any final thoughts? No, this was great. and uh, Yeah, i love to see you guys again. This was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, looking forward to hearing the edited version. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you for taking the
0: time. Each episode here on Maverick Mondays is approximately 30 minutes long. At the end of each episode, we will briefly recap, and highlight some of the important points discussed. This will help us properly utilize the information we just heard so that we can remember what was discussed and take it to heart. What really struck me in my conversation with Danny Grand was Danny learned the hard way how in life, perseverance and self-image is so important when it comes to accomplishing and achieving goals and greatness. Danny has adopted the philosophy of fake it till you make it as he has attracted positive and life-altering experiences and opportunities to him to the point where he is convinced that one day soon, the greatest influencers of our time will become his contemporaries. Here are some great takeaway points from today's episode. 1. When you set a goal or when you set out to achieve something, remove all distractions completely focus on what it is you want to accomplish. Throw everything else away and go after what you want. Number two, belief becomes biology. What you believe in, you will manifest into your physical reality. Three, the concept of a vision board is something that requires an entire episode and something I hold very dearly. But try to create a collage of things you'd like to accomplish or acquire and glance at them from time to time. This is a powerful way to bring your visions into your life. Thank you for joining us. The next step is for you to do your part. We heard some pretty amazing things being discussed. If you truly want to grow and become the best version of you, and yes, I mean the best version of you, listen to the episode twice, maybe even three times, and perhaps even take notes. These are priceless key elements to achieving success And finding happiness even on the most depressing Monday. Thank you for joining us.